And then it was getting to a point where I wasn't sleeping and I was just still always drained and I was starting to think, am I deficient? I went to check as well and I, there was nothing wrong. I was actually so burnt out to the point where I started losing my memory and that's when I was Really? God can give you a very clear message to do something and then because of how you feel about yourself, you will not do it. Because of dark skin, just black girls anyway. Yeah. There was barely any of us. And just like stupid comments and also being someone that really was validated by what people said. That narrative just really follows me and I just had to, you can feel that something is bothering you. At the end of the day, pain is relative, trauma is relative. Anything that is causing you to be triggered or feel like a, feel, you know when you will feel like traumatized by something, yeah. like something's carried with you. Hello everybody, welcome back to a Meta Space podcast. I'm so excited today because we have Peace here. She talks so much about self-love, personal development and financial literacy. And personally, I've been a fan for years. Like I've been following you since you started your business. I remember you supposed like these YouTube videos, like how to pack. <laughs> like, do you know the one that really helped me was the post office one, the oh, click and collect. Really? I had no idea. Aww. So I've actually been like a big fan of your content for the longest time. So it's such an honor to have you on this podcast. Thank so thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Great. You want to introduce yourself a little bit? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I am Peace. I make content online about personal development self-love finances yeah. business pretty much just anything about just kind of glowing up leveling up especially in our 20s because no one told us just like this. <laughs> but yeah, yeah yeah that's pretty much me and I'm yeah. just kind of just figuring out literally life every day and yeah. showing what I know great so thank you so much for being here once again so we'll dive straight in let's take it back a little bit I think to really appreciate where you are now we should kind of start from where you were before and like I said I've been a fan of your content for a long time and I know you've made so much content about things you wish when you was younger I think that's amazing so what was peace like when she was younger what kind of trials and tribulations or feelings did you go through to make you feel like you need to give your younger self advice Oh, that's a good question. <laughs> a good deep layers question. What mm -hmm. kind of age range are we talking about? Because I mean, when you make your videos, what kind of what like where was peace at? What age was that? So yeah, when I make my like younger self videos, it's normally to like eighteen to twenty one. Okay. Like, that's the age where you feel like a big woman, mm. but you actually don't know anything. Yeah, like you let the whole world tell you who you are, mm -hmm. and you're for some of us anyway. We like went to uni. We're just starting to do more like big girl things. Yeah you really just don't know anything and like we are still children at that age in in my eyes I feel like 18 is still a child I know of course legally I you like could do I'm 26 I'm like giving my caprice on like, like, honestly I'm, I actually still feel like a child mm. but at that time I felt like a big big woman and I think what's dangerous about that I don't think I had as much of a heart to challenge my thoughts because I just kind of okay. felt like I didn't feel like I knew it all but I just felt like at this age I should kind of have it figured out so I wasn't as just open to being childlike in terms mm. of I don't know anything let me just keep learning let me just keep having like a first for knowledge let me keep trying to work out why doesn't this why aren't things working, working. out for me yeah, yeah. I kind of just I wasn't as open to receiving new information I think oh okay yeah so when you say you wasn't open to receiving new information what does that mean as in you still wanted to like be a not necessarily like a child but in terms of like the self-development, when did that start to kick in? Mm. That kicked in fully after yeah. a breakup. 
Oh, I think happens to a lot of people. Yeah. Guys. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you got there quickly. I need to. I need to develop. Yeah. Whoa, 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 yeah. whoa, whoa! Like I felt like my whole life was snatched, like from underneath me, and I'm just like, yeah. Clearly, I did not have much self worth in my own self for me to feel like my life is over because a person has gone. Ended, a yeah. person that I'd only known for three, four years, which is is something. It's a lot of time, yeah. I came to the world without you. Yeah, exactly. I've been this far without you. Why now is like my whole life become you? Mm-hmm. I think at that point as well, I my business was starting to pick up as well. So I was just like, I'm starting to notice gaps in my knowledge when it comes to the kind of life I want to create. Mm-hmm. Even the way I was showing up in the relationship, I'd 100% look and look back and be like, there were a lot of things I did that I could have done better. Mm-hmm. Same with the business. I was starting to be like, okay, you could, you, if you want to create a certain life, you might need to learn how to be a better leader, yeah. learn how to be a better learner, like I said before. Just learn how to develop into the woman that you want to become. Mm-hmm. And then that's when I just went heavy. And it just so happened as well to be around like COVID times. Oh, okay. So there weren't nothing else to do. That's quite recent then, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, like really, really heavy yeah, into right. it was like 20, late 2020, yeah. early 2021. Mm. When I really like delved into it. Wow. Yeah. that is so, so it all like stemmed from breakup which is good because you do a lot of self-reflection mm. after like losing because breakup I see it as grief mm. so after that you do do a lot of self-reflection so what steps did you start to take in order to start becoming the woman that you wanted to be and to show up as like the woman that you are today what was like the process like yeah oh I think first and foremost was just getting really really honest with myself I feel like self-awareness it's a very, it sounds like very like fluffy and circular, yeah. just, just be self-aware. But like the honest conversations, like the kind of ugly side we don't really want to address. And that's everything from like comparison, jealousy, bitterness, resentment. I realised I have a really, and I'm still working on it, like mm. a really tough unforgiveness problem where I can oh, say I forgive someone yeah. in theory, but the feelings of like it's still dead yeah <laughs> when you see that person you're like talk, oh, i still want to talk i remember like, yeah, literally. <laughs> literally and i was like i don't want to live a life like that you yeah. i started to have really honest conversations with myself like is this conducive with who i want to become what is the outcome of me like dwelling on this thought what is the outcome of me like keeping this type of this way of being and that's when i was just like mm, this isn't this isn't it yeah. and i think that the as i started to absorb a lot of information in terms of self-help and stuff i realized that all basically all the books are saying the same thing i don't know if yeah. you've ever heard of this formula be do have yeah 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 so i think they basically are all saying that in some way shape or form which is that if wh- whatever you want to have is going to be determined by what you do but what you do is going to determine by who you're being okay. and who you're being is all about like your thoughts and your feelings and your character mm-hmm. so when i started like focusing on that and with the character aspect of it is just like what thoughts and feelings are governing the way I'm being because I feel like every character trait we have is because we believe a certain thing like whether about ourselves about ourselves about the world about people so all those like wounds you have about not trusting people for example where did that come from exactly yeah. so it's just having those really really honest conversations starting to pinpoint thing and it's like I used to think this whole like glow up journey level up thing was really complicated i think people make it sound like there's so many steps you need to follow there's a rule book there's a formula but, it's but i think it's not i yeah. think it's just about noticing your wounds your blind spot and being able to have like a better conversation with mm-hmm. yourself inside because what i realize is that even if we don't realize it basically everything we do is a series of 
questions and answers that we're mm. giving ourselves. Like we have this internal dialogue that's ruling the show. Like when you reached out to me about this podcast, I could have had an internal dialogue that was just like, I'm not even good enough to go on something like this. Yeah. Why would I say yes? Why? But even if I have that now, I'll just be able to be like, relax. It's not and true. just move it. Yeah, yeah. Like I just know how to observe it and not identify with it. Exactly. So I think the more that I just started to read this stuff, I was just like, I was able to have a better conversation in my yeah. head and just be able to pick up on triggers, pick up on cues. Like, why do you think yeah. this way? And do you know what you reminded me? I read this book called The Chimp Paradox. I don't. I've never have, actually read it, but I've heard good it's things. It's so good, yeah. and it's helped me like determine what are feelings and what are facts. Mm. That's exactly what you're saying. Some things are like pure fact, and some things are just like feelings and it sounds like you rationalize them mm. so like when you said oh I invited you to come to the podcast some people could be like oh what do I have to like what is of value that I mm. could say but really those are that, that's not a fact like yeah somebody wouldn't invite you to be in their space to learn from you mm. if you didn't have value mm. to bring so it's all about separating the facts to what are feelings and if you can like determine what they are then you should be able to work on that for self-development I think yeah no I, I agree I, I, I think yeah there's just I think as well I started to realize that beyond what's facts and feelings mm. everything is made up like yes. everyone's opinion is about your opinion like yeah so if you see value in me that I don't see in myself why am I gonna force you to see things yeah, the way no. I see things I'm just like hey you see value in, you see value in having a conversation with me hey ho like I still I literally still have these feelings that like even when you run out of the introduction I'm just like like I'm, <laughs> I'm not even doing nothing like that yeah. like it's just it's you just, are you really oh, are thank you, you. Thank you. Like, I know I know that I've achieved things and I know that I've grown mm-hmm. and I'm proud of where I've grown but sometimes I, I do think that people over egg me more than I see the value in myself but mm-hmm. I just don't let that feeling dictate what I say yes to, what I say no to, or how I respond. Now I'll just say thank you. Whereas back in the day, mm. I'll try to self-deprecate and yeah. be like, oh no. Yeah. And I'll just keep quiet. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Take the blessing. Honestly. Honestly. So, uh, like I said, you really are doing a lot in, especially like the content creation space and self-development. Like I said, I've been following you for a long, long time. <laughs> so you really are doing a lot. Um, so what advice would you actually give to black women that are out there because I feel like as black women we always have this stigma that we have to be strong Mm. independent and we suffer from a lot of mental health we might not recognize it but we do but from somebody that's in that journey of becoming the best version of themselves and they really want to show up as her Mm. what step by like I know you said it's not as hard as it thinks but just starting off, how can they actually just start and get out of that rut that they're feeling right now? Yeah. So you mean rut in terms of how they're feeling about themselves? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, where would I start? Mm. <laughs> I think really getting to pinpoint the narratives that have shaped the things about them. Sorry, pinpointing the narratives that have shaped the things that are holding them back right okay. now. So even when we were talking before, one of the things that came to mind about how when I say it's just people's opinions, like, yeah. I just don't, starting to realise that this whole world is run on vibes. Mm. It's actually running on opinions. So the, someone's truth is their truth. Your truth can be your truth. Everyone's just making it up. Like, mm. you know, people say the thing about whether you believe you can or can't is true. Yeah. Or whether you have fear or faith. Not, neither of them have happened. Mm-hmm. They're just all like an expectation of yeah. what come, whether good or bad. And I think there are so many narratives, especially, especially as black women, that society try to 
enforce on you. Yes. Narratives like one of the ones that ooh, I've had to really, really work on and still bothers me to mm-hmm. this day is the whole being dark skinned woman. Oh my gosh, girl. girl. That is a whole nother <laughs> it topic. Is. It is yeah. so deep that is, rooted. That's yeah. why when like people have these colorism things and it's just like this stuff is so deep rooted. Even if you cancel them people, they're still gonna have the thoughts. Still like, have it's so yeah. so deep rooted. I literally went to primary school with I wanna say like two, three black girls in my year max mm. talks of dark skin just black girls anyway yeah. there was barely any of us and just like stupid comments and also being someone that really was validated by what people said that narrative just really follows me and I just had to it was only really when I went to therapy earlier this year and I've done therapy before but it was only this year when I realized how much this had affected so mm. many things in my life till date um because of some Billy and get free. Tom. Honestly, <laughs> <laughs> I've been like I've been there because in primary school, my primary school wasn't all black primary school. It wasn't, all yeah. Black. Oh, okay. But secondary school, oh. when primary school, I was living in um Edmonton, so it's predominantly okay. yeah. a lot of black people there. But I went to secondary school in Hertfordshire, oh. and I was like, and Hertfordshire at that time, it still is really a racist area. Yeah, and oh. that's when I was like really exposed to like being like I'm in primary school I didn't actually realize I was dark-skinned mm. I knew I was black it sounds crazy no, in my head, I knew I was black of course but I wasn't exposed to like dark skin light skin because there was just so much black people yeah no one really commented on race mm. when you went to when I went to secondary school and everybody was like wow like the word black ugly mm. like the amount of bullying I received but you're right it really does follow you and you mm. don't really realize until you step back and be like why do I feel the way I am feeling in certain situations? Mm. I don't, f- I've been therapy once. Mm. Um, that one session? Yeah, just one okay. session. But I do feel like if I had continued, more of my rationale would have like, the reason why I think in mm. the way that I think would probably be exposed more. And it will probably be down to trauma. Yeah. And things like that. So you're definitely right. It does follow you. Yeah. So how do you then kind of, you know, I know therapy is one thing. Yeah. But for those, for example, not everybody can afford therapy. No, 100%. How do you then, like, recognise that you actually have trauma and start to be in that position you're going to actively work to get out of that space? Yeah. It's hard. It is very, very hard. And I feel like with trauma, one of the key things I had to realise to not do is to, like, do trauma Olympics, Mm. which is when, like, you you can feel that something is bothering you. At the end of the day, pain is relative, trauma is relative. Anything that is causing you to be triggered or feel like a, feel, you know when you will feel like traumatized by something, yeah. like something's carried with you. So someone could say, yeah, being black is, is it not, it's not a deep, it's just a yeah. word, but that was trauma to me. It's, that is trauma, it's still yeah. trauma, <laughs> yeah. Literally. When I hear that word, I'm like, <laughs> you know what you said it? <laughs> <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Honestly, like, yeah. it is, it's trauma. it's trauma. So I'm not going to compare, I know things are, on paper so much worse in the world mm. but I'm never gonna rob myself of the opportunity to heal that wound yeah because someone else is going through worse someone else today is going through worse some people will be like oh yeah but now you're listen yeah my inner child is still crying exactly it's true. <laughs> okay it's true. we're working on yeah. drying her tears mm. and I'm just not like do not rob yourself of that opportunity to listen to all these things that are coming up so I think that is like a really really key part and then with therapy I, I recognize that yeah not everyone can mm. have their can afford therapy sorry but if there's any sort of access you can get to something like that, whether that's through work oh, yes. or anything, or 
my hack back in the day was watching therapists on YouTube. Oh, okay. They say, uh, they give you a lot. Okay. And so sometimes you might have to do some of the exercises by yourself, but you've got to realise that when you go to therapy... You're going to have to do it by yourself anyway. They're, 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 they're giving you a script. Yeah. Basically, <laughs> they, they see the same five problems come mm-hmm. every three hours. Yeah, And they're basically saying the same thing to everyone. Like, I... Our problems, even though to us they feel very unique and we've got all these other variables, in the grand scheme of things, like the categories they fall into, are very repetitive. So there's some really, really good therapists on YouTube. And they will tell you, like, I was actually watching one this morning about, like, how to regulate your nervous system, get out of, like, fight or flight. Yeah, because you know when you're just constantly in survival? Yeah, yeah. You're ready to attack the world, but sometimes just rest. Yeah. Just rest. Yeah, honestly. (laughs) I'm just a girl. (laughs) Literally, literally. Um, yeah, I feel like the world is just very fight or flight. I feel like London's very fight or flight. It is, it is. London's you're always in like mode. anxiety mode. I feel like really, even working, like you're always in anxiety. Mm-hmm. And it's like, when do you actually have time to just like, you know, when like just be in one line, like linear, just yeah. so still and relaxed. I feel like it's really hard to do that in it's London. So, and it's not even like, it's not even taught. Even resting. Like How people do you talk about resting. Resting is not even just sleeping. There's like mental rest, emotional rest, spiritual rest. Physical rest. All every type of rest that we need. And like most of the time everyone just thinks of physical rest. And even yeah. that they're not getting enough of. Yeah. And you like you wonder why we're all stressed yeah. and we're all burnt out and we're all angry and yeah. bad vibes. Exactly. <laughs> it's like, what's gonna happen? I remember I forgot that this TikToker name, but she's like she was kept explaining that she's always tired mm. all the time and she gets so much sleep. She even went to go and do like vitamins not vitamins um like a blood test to see mm. if she's got any like deficiency mm. and she came back all positive like everything is good like you should be getting like you should be good because you're yeah. healthy and I'm just thinking if you're sleeping and everything is good why are you just so tired but you're right there's different sorts of rest that people need 100%. to take and I completely forgot you know that mm. there's actually like the mental rest mm. and everything that you need to do and spiritual rest like yeah. just so much that you could possibly be doing no, and it could really affect yourself honestly. um do you feel like we've ever had like do you feel like you've ever been exposed to a good teaching about burnout of a younger age no. well you had to be burnt out to learn up learn what burnout exactly was. yeah i never Honestly. even knew there was a such thing as but if i'm Until completely you burnt out. into our burnout <laughs> and it, when i was even burnt out i didn't know that was burnt out <laughs> how did and you find out i think I, I heard i heard like burnout on social media mm. somewhere that like people said oh, i've been burnt out I've, i don't want to work for like six months i've been tired mm. and, that. and i'm like when they started explaining the feelings that like, they're feeling i was like all right I can actually relate to this. And then yeah. I realised it actually is burnout. What's the other one? There's burnout and there's there's another one. I forgot. That, what is it? What's the meaning of it? I completely forgot. <laughs> <laughs> I completely forgot. But um, yeah, I have experienced burnout before, but a lot of people like myself didn't recognise their own burnout and they still carry on. Mm. And they just get to the point where it's like, you're just like, done you don't want to do anything you're done you can't even wake you can't get out of bed you can't reply back to your friends Mm. and that's exactly what happened to me and it's really sad because we don't no one one teaches us about this and they just expect you to like get up and keep going because we're meant to be strong we're meant to be independent we're meant to get about our money but really who's telling you that you need to do all of this that's the thing like where did this come from and it's just like I, for me, yeah, it was a very similar thing as well because I've always had so certain like anemia deficiency. Mm. Like I was always sleeping. Everyone used to make like I sleep. Yeah, <laughs> I was that that girl that was always sleeping, sleeping everywhere. But it got to a point where it was like no matter how much I was sleeping, 
I was still like always, always drained. Yeah. And then it was getting to a point where I wasn't sleeping and I was just still always drained. And I was starting to think, am I deficient? I went to check as well and I, there was nothing wrong. I was actually so burnt out to the point where I started losing my memory. And that's when I was just Really? Like, oh, so, wow. So bad. But it's just like that toxic... Oh, Either the toxic hustle culture, I think, is I think like yes. run, runs into it as well, and then just not having enough conversation mm-hmm. about why it's important to take care of yourself. Mm-hmm. I want to make it like very clear because I was I'm very ambitious. Mm-hmm. I love working on things, mm-hmm. but finding a way to adapt that to you in a way that's actually sustainable because the goals that you're working for they won't it won't work when you're yeah. doing it. And you're pouring from an empty cup, literally. Yeah. Like you have to fill yourself up. You have to find a way to like rebalance yourself because. Even lately, I've started learning a lot more about like a woman's cycle and like, when yeah. to slow down and stuff based yeah. on that. And we, again, we're not talking about that. We're just basically talking about like, our cycle was twenty-eight the, days. You no, it's like those seven days that you bleed yeah, whatever, exactly, and, that's it. and then that's it. It but comes again in the next one. There's four literally. Four that's, there's a lot of emotions yeah. that go into. You know, that's one thing that there's so really much that like you can adapt based on where you are. Like, and it's just like there's so much we just don't we're not exposed to yeah i think like i was saying earlier it's just like now that i'm more open to information open to realizing that i don't have this figured out i'm older but i still feel like a child and i'm Mm. i'm approaching everything i'm learning like a child um a lot more information's going in and i'm able to pick the things that can react yeah like actually implement it pick the things that actually resonate because again information overload you don't want to be trying everything anything yes but yeah just really starting to try exactly out yeah. Works, yeah. it's interesting that you mentioned this hustle culture because it's really big on yeah. social media that you need to work hard to reap the benefits and I was definitely like that like you I'm very ambitious yeah. I do feel like I work really hard but also I had to ask myself like where did that come from and when I did a lot of self-awareness it came from like a scarcity mm. mindset like if I don't work hard then I'm not gonna have the life that I want to live mm. but it's like why do you why do I think like that <laughs> why do yeah. not just me I'm sure there's a lot of other no, 100%. black women out there that 100%. think like you need to work hard to get this money or to get this dream house mm. or whatever and it's like no not really because I don't know what's meant to be for you mm. would be for you and I'm a Christian I know you are too, yeah but if you trust that God will take you to the place you would want to be of course you need to work but I also trust that when you're resting, it's going to happen to you. Yeah. So Did you yeah. say that your scarcity mindset came from being feeling scarce about the world's opportunities or feeling scarce about yourself as a person? What do you mean? So you know how scarcity mindset is feeling like not enough? Yeah, not enough. So do you feel yeah. like there's not enough opportunities in the world or do you feel like you are you are not enough and that's what pushes you to hustle culture? I think it's a bit of both, you yeah. know. Even till this day, I struggle to like, think that there's not a lot of opportunity mm. for me even like making this if I'm going to be completely honest mm. making this whole podcast is like is there really a space mm. for for this mm-hmm. or it could even be deeper than my, in myself like am I enough mm. so I think it's definitely a bit of both and yeah. just when there's a bit of both it's just like a big bomb you know, like, yeah, no, and then you get scared and I'm telling you Mellow Space has been on the works for a year but because really? of all like the anxiety about it yeah. I haven't done nothing and so now you're here now I know exactly yeah it's 
So it's definitely a bit of both and it is a work in progress. But like you said, as long as you recognize it mm. and you know that it's just feelings and it's not actually facts, yeah. you should be able to like pick yourself up and yeah. keep it moving. Do you feel like you're able to pick up on those triggers when they come yes. up? And that's yeah. literally all it comes down to is literally just definitely. like, because I used to be like that as well. Be like, when you have this self-awareness, like, what do you do with it? But it's like, yeah. you just choose another way. Exactly. Like you decide, eventually you start to build a narrative because um, once you work out what your outdated narratives are, you start to just implement new ones. Because like I said, everyone's yeah. making it up. Exactly. Like, yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. So if said I'm not good enough, I say, you know what? I hear you, but I decide I am good enough to do Yeah. It's like yeah. literally like, who, who's, who's telling who's you that? Who's going to check me? Literally yeah. like, everything I've done it's just because I like I literally just had the audacity. That business I started, when I tell you, it was literally just one day I was like, yeah. And like in three weeks, I just got it set up and I was just like, what am I doing? I yeah. Literally, after I did it, I was kind of like, oh, I did this very fast, but it's just because I allowed myself that room to be like, who's, what is the worst that's going to happen? Exactly. Who says that this is, even if it doesn't work, like what's the worst that's going to happen? Exactly. I think you're just starting to get more rational with this, these thought processes and these dialogues. Every single trigger that comes up and I still have many, mm. I can just rationalise with it a lot yeah, better. Exactly. Because it's just like, it's all made up. Yeah, it is <laughs> it's all actually made all made up. up. It like, is, it's all It's like, who is actually up. telling you this information? Yeah. No one's saying it. And like you said, no one's going to check for you. Literally. No one's going to check if you actually achieved that goal. Literally. So it's like, why do we put that pressure on ourselves? Where does it come from? Why do we do it? And why do yeah. we let it dictate how you want to live your life? No, literally. So many questions. I'm just <laughs> opening it up here. <laughs> it's no, I think one thing I realised, like, like very, very recently, actually, is it's really helped me being able to, like, name my wounds. Mm. So you know how we could pinpoint, like, is that primary school wounds or yeah. secondary school wounds for you? Yeah. For me, it was more primary school with the, like, the whole dark mm. thing. Being able to name your wounds. Because I think a lot of people talk about mummy issues, daddy issues. But like yeah. I said, everything's made up. Someone has diagnosed mummy issues and diagnosed yeah, as a thing. Yeah, so it's yeah. like, it's, 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 it's useful to have it there as a yeah. tool. But if you have neighbour issues, then call it neighbour exactly. issues. Like, you can name whatever your you wound want. is because yeah. just because it's not, you don't hear as many people speak about you, but you're the only person that's lived your life. If your cousin did you so dirty when you were a child and you're still cousin calling issues. you, you've got cousin, cousin issues. issues. It's not yeah. like when it comes up in your head, you can just be like, okay, that's my, that's my cousin issues. Because the exactly. people that have healed their daddy issues, most of the time it's because social media has spoken enough about this category of issues to the point where when it comes up, you'd be like, oh, that's my daddy issues. Yeah. I'm not just going to go for any man, yeah. you know? Like people are, For those issues that are not touched on, yeah, that's where the You touch it yourself. Yeah, literally, I realized like I have a bit of a sister wound, and like I never heard of it, but apparently mm. it's actually a thing. But yeah, people more speak about it from like friendships and stuff, mm. like when friendships with with other women. But for me, it was actually like a sister, a sister wound, yeah. and I just I just felt like mm, this is very useful to know because I started realizing how it was kind of following me up in mm. life, and how I kind of had a. Uh, I would hold myself back from being a leader, mm-hmm. which is another reason why I was kind of shy. And when you say all the things about the things I've done, it's like, I still see myself as a little sister that kind of yeah. got abandoned a bit. Oh. And it's just like, that's my sister when playing up. Yeah. But now I can name it and just be like... And you know how to react yeah, to it. Yeah, just rationalise it and just speak to it. And it doesn't even have to be in a like... Sometimes I'm just like literally moved. I've got things to do. Yeah. But sometimes, <laughs> sometimes I can actually just show her love, like the person that was abandoned. Same way with daddy. The When people speak about daddy issues... um, the way you would speak to yourself if you had daddy issues, you would probably show a love and just be like, you're loved just because your dad didn't want you. doesn't mean no one wants you. It doesn't mean you don't have worth. Those same things that like, you need to just like, but then sometimes you, maybe even with the daddy issues, mm. you're, you're, you're going to go for like a 
raggedy man and you're just exactly. like, I'm not letting you. You know, exactly. so you can talk to it. Deep, yeah, yeah. You just talk to it in different ways depending on the situation. But it's just like being, allowing your your healing journey to be one for yourself mm-hmm. and not social media can help 100%. All of this There's stuff a lot help, of false information out there. That too. People, yeah. yeah. Like I said, everyone's making things. Mm, that's what I'm saying, because it's being made yeah. up. <laughs> and they should Literally. do what you do, really. Like, go on YouTube and look at actual therapy is, yeah. that is out there giving out, you know, advice that has come from, like, a, somebody that's trained mm. to do it. It's not something that's made up and they've put a name yeah. onto it and then you kind of seek validation oh, in that. So I completely agree. So... I saw a video some time ago that you made and it was about manifestation mm. in Christianity. Ooh, yes. <laughs> yes. And um, I thought it was really interesting. Yeah. And the reason why I say this, like I said, I'm a Christian myself. Yeah. And there was a time, I would say a year ago or so, I was in my, a church that I used to go to mm. and they were asking me like how did I do something I forgot what it was I'm like oh I manifested it and it came yeah and they're like that do you know that's evil yeah and I'm like, what do you mean yeah. it's evil and it made me feel so bad like yeah. I was going against God yeah and then from that point I always had thought okay manifesting is is not it doesn't come from God. You're basically yeah. giving power to something else, mm. and that was my mindful until I saw your video. Oh, wow! <laughs> and Ooh, your that, video. Video, that video, yes, I was <laughs> like the way you kind of like the things that you said, and you're saying like the, even helping books. They all mm. come from like they're all biblical, yeah. and the way you were stating, I was like, oh my gosh! So I wasn't wrong for what yeah. I said. Like, oh, I manifested this yeah they kind of sort of like you're worshiping yeah oh it's such a sticky and i was just like i was i felt so guilty so how did you kind of first of all like did you get any clash back from that because i know that's a yeah because i think it's a controversial (laughs) it's very controversial i personally think what you said was right yeah and before when i made that comment when that person made that comment i changed my rationale like okay maybe it might be evil i'd be Mm -hmm. like oh no I wouldn't think what yeah. you're right. But now that I'm more older and I understand, I definitely think what you said mm. was the right thing. So, yeah, did you get any, like, was it any controversial from that? And how did you kind of, <laughs> what made you get to that point that is not actually like that? Oh, gosh. I was, oh, you know, I wasn't even expecting you to ask about that. Yeah. But it's like, I'm so passionate about this. Yes. Because I think one of the biggest things in my faith journey, healing journey, everything we've spoken about, everything I speak about was realising the power of my thoughts Mm. and realising the responsibility to be a good steward over my thoughts. Mm. And I think what I was getting at with the video, and I'm so glad you were able to receive what I was saying, because I think a lot of people are trying to say that what I, that I was, I think a lot of people thought that I was promoting like new age practices. Oh, okay. Which, yeah, and I was just like, you guys are, because I literally said in the beginning of the video, you know, in the beginning of the essay where you say, in this effort to define this. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. Said, this essay, <laughs> manifestation is when your thoughts become your feelings, yes. your feelings become your actions, your actions become in your reality. Results. Yeah. God can give you a very clear message to mm-hmm. do something. And then because of how you feel about yourself, 
you will not do it. Mm. I.e. the thought you have about yourself will cause you to have a feeling of anxiety that will stop you from taking the action to get the result. Mm. We, you just said it, that it happened with your with the podcast in the beginning. Yes. It's happened with so many pro- like ideas and things I did I had. Until we started to fight back with these thoughts, be a good steward of these thoughts and make the, make the feeling, make the action become. Yes. So the thing is that can either happen, that's going to happen whether you are intentional about it or not. or not. So some people just have thoughts that work in their favor. Some mm-hmm. people just naturally have that confidence. Some people naturally have those things. If you know that you're having issues that are holding you back, thoughts and beliefs about yourself, about the world, all those things yes. we discuss holding you back, yes. you need to be more intentional about stewarding your thoughts. That could be for journaling. It could be through therapy. It could be through having a vision board, yes. whatever. That is all manifestation is. And like mm-hmm. I was, what I was saying is that the point I was getting is that all these books, these titles they give, because at the end of the day, yeah, manifestation is just a word. Yeah, it is. It's just a word of thoughts becoming feelings. Another thing that's been made up now. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Everything's been made up. But what I was getting at is the fact that this has actually come from the Bible and even Christians are not even realising the importance of being intentional about stewarding their thoughts. Mm-hmm. So they're actually onto something. But what has happened is that people caught onto that. This this process worked because biblical principles work. Yeah. This process worked. Let's add a little... Mm-hmm. Our own theory. Yes, yeah, up a little bit. Yeah, it up. They're gonna yeah. make the props, the spells, the crystal, and they're making more noise about what's, it. What's these crystal things? People use it so many things. And I'm like, listen, if that's what you want to do. That's what you want to do. But I think people thought that that's what I was promoting. And I'm like, no, yeah. they're just loud about this process that's in the Bible. Yeah, and that the process, the principle works. I think one of the key parts of my faith journey was realizing that with Christianity, with the faith, the Bible. It teaches you the principles of Christ and it teaches you the person of Christ. Mm-hmm. A lot of us know the person of Christ, but mm-hmm. not the principles. Not the principles. And we're not asking the principles of praying to Christ. Nothing lands on you. Mm-hmm. God, why are you not there? He's there. Mm-hmm. They told you what to do. You're not doing it. Yeah. <laughs> the Bible literally says, a man's thought, like, as a man thinks, so he is. There's yeah. a whole book. I don't know if you heard it, like a self help book, um, As a Man Thinketh, So He Is. No, I haven't heard it. There's literally a book, like, based on a biblical verse. And I'm like, these really? people are. And some of the manifestation people will be, will be quoting these books, quoting these. So many of these these people literally quote the Bible. If you read like Think and Grow Rich, there's so many yeah. biblical verses in there. And it's like, but then it, they just jazz it up and kind of hide it. That's the thing. I think what what it can where it can, the lines can get blurred is if you're selfish with your intentions. Mm-hmm. But again, that's not manifestation because you can be selfish with setting goals. Yeah. But no one says setting goals is evil or witchcraft, yeah. right? Exactly. It's just the way you go about it. If I set a goal based on God has told me to start this business and I'm going to set a goal to grow it by X, whatever, to try to steward this, to keep me structured. Is that me being selfish? It's a very like, I think it's all about just keep working your heart and making your heart in the right place. The way I manifest, I don't take the glory for it. I don't, I, I never come out and say yeah. like, I did this all by myself. Like I know it's God. It's God. Literally, but all I recognize is I need to be intentional about the thoughts and feelings I need to like steward need to like foster up in mm. order to make this thing a reality with content for a very long time every time i posted i wanted to vomit really oh. <laughs> <laughs> i wanted to vomit yes but i'm like i how many times have you like you you hear people say how important it is to have a personal brand i actually enjoy it i really enjoy making yeah content. i love it but it's just all the things i felt about myself put myself out there fair of being seen that was holding me back and was making me very inconsistent. And all these opportunities I've gotten from it, I wouldn't have had if I didn't. I was not intentional about challenging my thoughts, even praying over these thoughts and mm. beliefs, asking God to like heal these wounds. Mm. That is the process of manifestation. But I, what I did take away from the video and all the feedback and some there was a lot of like, feedback. Was like, <laughs> some people were just like, "You're not even listening." So yeah, like, you could just 
I think they just had like the just, first few yeah, seconds. Yeah, they heard the word. Thought, and they said, oh, oh no, Holy Jesus. Yeah, Christ. I said, listen, I'm on your side. I remember but, some one comment was like, just pray. And I'm just like, okay. Yeah. You, you, you kind of missed the point. Yeah. Like, you, miss, you definitely missed the point. Yeah. But I get it. What I did take away from that, where I was just like, you know what? Fair. I, I probably wasn't as sensitive because some people have fallen into the trap of the new age stuff. Mm. So they're triggered by the trade off between. But I'm like, I'm, I'm saying it's biblical. Yeah. The, the foundation of what manifestation actually is is biblical. But they're hearing the props and the spells and then this. And some yeah. Christians have fallen into that trap. Mm. Or some people have come out of that world and have experienced like really scary things scary as a result things. of that. And then they get triggered by it. So I'm like, you know what? Fair enough. I would probably, if I was ever going to have like speak about that again, I'll put more emphasis on the fact that very, very clearly manifestation is only that formula. Anything yeah. people add to it is people add it to it. It's not what manifestation truly yeah. was. Make it clear. What is that formula again? So that thoughts <laughs> become feelings. Yes. Feelings become actions. Actions become results. Whether exactly. you're intentional that's what it is. about it or not, yeah. that, is that is what it is. Yeah. Like you can look back at anything you're doing in your life and there's going to be a thought or feeling that's coming mm-hmm. why you're doing it or why you're doing it the way you're doing it. So it's like, you can either let that run in the background on autopilot or you can be more intentional about making it, making the thoughts and feelings be conducive to what you want it yeah. to be. So yeah, it is, it's, I just would be, yeah, I'll probably be more sensitive about like I get it you might have fallen into that trap but that ain't what I'm talking yeah, about yeah the vigilance <laughs> even about I that speak about no crystal yeah, leave me alone like I said, I, it literally changed the way I felt about manifest because mm. like I said I felt so bad when that girl told me you're literally worshipping the devil like it came from manifesting is coming from the devil because you're giving energy to something that's not God and I was just so like people don't, yeah and then from that point I was just like oh my gosh like, I can't do it anymore. It's I can't so speak crazy. it into the... And I was like... And then when I saw that video, I was like, wow, this is what I thought it should be. So where did... Why is it people telling me it's evil? So it's, I... It's crazy. I completely... I think even it. people say, like, affirmations and yeah. visualization is... It's like, you do realise when you're telling yourself over and over again in your head, you're, you're, you're ugly. Yeah. That is an affirmation. That is an affirmation. So I'm going to choose my own affirmation. So yeah. I'm saying all these things are happening, you're doing them anyway. Yeah. So you might as well be intentional about it. Mm-hmm. You're visualising anyway. You replay that image of someone leaving you or abandoning you. You're visualising. Yeah. So let me visualise. A better movie. Exactly. Someone comes to love me. something negative. Yeah. 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 And someone, some people, if, you, if, if genuinely though, if someone genuinely believes that what I'm saying is demonic if you think therapy is demonic if you think and we just don't agree yeah and that's fine but i think there are genuinely a lot of people that would agree with what i'm saying if they would like not allow themselves to convulse exactly. when they the yeah and just go with it with an open yeah. mind uh, yeah. and not because when you enter something with a closed mind naturally you're going to just think the opposite of that person so yeah. just be more open with your thoughts and that's not to say be open but don't think of god yeah it's like, no it's like still be open and but yeah. just put god into it you no, know what 100%. i mean yeah like it should all be god-led to me i was like i feel like i'm get every day i pray like god align my desires with yours so i really don't feel like i'm so so separate from god as yeah. well I, i'm trying to foster myself to become as much like him as possible to think like him to do things like him and then pray if i'm praying to him and asking him to align my desires and yeah. i have to trust that the things I want, especially when I can really think about why do I want these things and I can justify the impact it will have on other people or even just make me be a better person to shop the world. Yeah. And like, literally, 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 it's all right. So I saw you posted a video, which again resonated with me 
um, about when you set goals, think of the vision, not the mm. goals, if, if I'm right. Mm. Um, and the reason why it resonated with me, I read a book called Atomic Habits and yeah. it's exactly what you said. And mm. I used to be a person that will set goals, but not envision myself mm. reaching those goals. So what is the process of actually setting a vision, but not the actual goal itself? Yeah, and it's not, I think... If I'm, if I'm like remembering the right video, mm-hmm. I don't think I was like, I do believe goals have a place, yes. have a time and place, but it's like, if it's not connected to a bigger vision, you're going to really struggle either to stick to it or even to uh, recognize when God wants you to pivot. Because mm. I think one thing that I realized that I used to do a lot is get attached to like the vehicle okay. and rather than the, the vision. So yeah. there's so many different ways of getting to a certain place. If we say that, I think the vision everyone kind of has is to be like wealthy, financially secure, yes, abundant. There are so many ways of getting there. Yeah. And one way of getting there might work for you in a certain season and in, in another season, God might want you to take another yeah. path. And it's like, if you're just holding onto the vehicle, which is what I was doing for mm-hmm. a long time with my business when I was just like this, it wasn't feeling aligned anymore. Yes. Getting attached to the vehicle, getting attached to the goal and just like, wanting to keep scaling it, scaling it for the sake of scaling. It's just like, what is the end goal here? If you don't, if I didn't have the vision of also, how do I want to feel? I think for me, a vision is a big part of vision. A big way of getting to the depths of your vision is like knowing how you want to feel. And a lot of times you'll realize that the goals you were going for are just one small way of getting to that feeling that you're going for. Because pretty much every goal we set anyway Mm. is because we want to get a certain feeling. Mm -hmm. But if you really pinpoint what that feeling is, it's going to help you to like release control. Cause I think as well, like one of the biggest mistakes I made was trying to be in control of all my goals. Mm-hmm. And from a spiritual perspective, that's very counterproductive. Yeah. You're not even letting God in. Yeah. Even from just like a mental. It's a lot. It's so much. I, I'm just a girl. Yeah. Like I don't even give it's myself to like yeah. figure things out or to let things move or shift. It was like, it's this way. Or this way, or and this it. way wasn't slapping. It's just like, and it's just it's it's just so limited. Yeah, it's so so limited. So I think yeah, with vision, a big part of it is your spiritual practice. Anyway, mm-hmm. and that's just such a big part of everything for me. Mm-hmm. The more you, I think, have your own personal relationship with God, or some people is like they believe more in their intuition, and I think that yeah. is a step in the right direction. Yeah. Um, the more you just kind of look inwards and try to block out outward noise and think like what am I truly being led to? Like when you envision your, and this is why like trauma work is so important. When you envision like your higher self, like the version of you that isn't wounded or traumatized Mm. or working based on outdated narratives, Mm. what does that person want to do? Like what Mm. does that person feel led to? What things in the world really anger their soul? What problems really shake them to solve? You know, like those are the things that I feel like you'll start to just pick up, pick about like, pick up on sorry yeah. you start to think like how do I want what kind of family do I want to have do I want to have a family of my own yeah like yeah. what kind of life do I, do I want to live um and why do I want to live that kind of life does that align with the principles and morals I've decided to live my life by um that's that's the kind of way I started to really look at it and just be like oh I think another big thing that really stuck with me mm. recently was like I think we're very much in the habit of with like being ambitious being up at all in this level up yeah <laughs> we like to just add goals yes add add add, add. i want to increase, increase yeah everything double double which is great but like what are we trying to remove because mm. 
Ooh, uh, it was a salmon. A bit like that. My, my, pastor, my pastor comes for our edges. He was like, God, <laughs> he was like, God is a sculptor. Yeah. And we like to paint. Painters mm. just add onto the canvas, splat, splat, splat. Mm. But sculptors remove and yeah. re- reveal what's underneath. And so what are we removing? To it's all that trauma, work, which is why the healing yeah. stuff is so important. Like, there's just so much the world has added onto us that God never intended. Mm. God didn't tell us to think that Blick should make us shake at the yeah. age of us in our twenties. <laughs> like, Listen, <laughs> you know, like this is the this is the work that that removal stuff is so so important. Mm. I like, even seeing what your vision is because if that removal, if that baggage that was never supposed to be there is governing your life, or if you're not able to at least make a distinction between what's what needs to go, even if it's still there, just at least make the distinction that yeah, you're there. You can reside for a bit, but you're on your way out. You know? Yeah, yeah. At least be able to make that distinction because then you're not you're not setting your goals from that place, which is why I asked you like what your scarcity was coming from. Because I know for me, my scarcity for a lot of, a lot more of it was coming more about scarcity about myself than yeah. about the world. Yeah. Like I feel like I've always kind of felt like there's a lot of opportunity in the world. Yeah, I feel like I get that. Yeah, yeah. but about myself. It was scarcity mm. mindset. I was just like, I'm not enough of this. I'm not that enough. I don't have this. I don't have that. I wasn't born there. It's, it's a lot. It's that? a lot that you're holding. It's just, but it's just that, yeah, that stuff doesn't need to be there. But yeah. if I was thinking from that perspective, then how am I going to have a vision? That's true. You know, I'm going to be like, see my vision from the lens of you're not enough. Yeah. And I'm probably going to cap myself at something God does not want, want to even cap exactly. me at. So really thinking through what feeling do I want to be led to? And what, what am I being pulled to that my sculpted self because i don't believe in that whole like reinvent yourself from scratch you don't need to like you don't have to download scratch, a new yeah. personality yeah. it's just doing a little audit and just just really like pass it off remove layers remove layers and make distinctions between what's supposed to be there and what's not yeah. so even if it's there at least just know that it's just unwanted guests yeah yeah Oh my gosh! Thank you for sharing that. Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm thinking, yeah. wow, wow! Like, I've never thought of putting like feelings. It sounds so simple and mm-hmm. something that you should do, but who actually does it? No, like putting feelings sure. into your goals. Like, actually, when you achieve that goal, what do you want to feel like? Yeah, is very, very important. Now that I've like you've brought it to my attention, bit yeah. moving forward when I am setting my goals, especially for the new year coming up what feeling do you want to have? And yeah. I think that will kind of drive you towards that ultimately the fundamental goal anyway, which no, is I think be happy in general. Yeah. Like the fundamental goal. So thank you for sharing yeah. that. <laughs> so moving to the topic of money, besides creating content about self-development and everything, you also discuss money, which I think is amazing. And you discuss money in a way that is easy to understand oh, and is digestible. Mm-hmm. So thank you for that. I think it's very important for women, especially black women, to have some sort of financial literacy because a lot of the things that we do with money, how we make money, is not really learned in school. Mm. It's things that we've taught ourselves. So you do make a lot of content about that. But have you always been financially literate? How how was that process for you? No, absolutely not. Mm. <laughs> I would say I've always been like financially curious. Like I've mm. always found the topic of money that quite interesting um definitely not literate yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was just curious with no sense about it mm. and I think to, to an extent actually I would say like I was always I probably had a bit more awareness of like the way money works in the world the economy yeah. stocks markets but when it came to my own Mm, management no <laughs> I definitely was like running on vibes for yeah sorry a very 
very long time, mm. but I kind of feel like as a when you're younger, your priorities are quite different. different yeah. Um, I don't know if I regret it because I feel like up until a certain, I feel like you're allowed to decide when it becomes a priority, and I yeah. just it just wasn't a priority for me until I was like. 23 24 mm. some people you hear them 18 year old millionaires this wasn't my story and i, yeah. I had a good time we'll just talk about afro nation before this yeah <laughs> i won't I'm be this sure when i book time, that time, yeah. <laughs> i had a great, great time yeah great great early 20s yeah. um so yeah i don't really have any regrets to be honest right. i feel like you're allowed to decide when you're like you know what it's time it's time <laughs> yeah where you do more self-awareness oh, yeah yeah it's yeah. time to get serious 100 yeah. so i really always hoped that Anyone who like watching my money, especially money content, scroll if it doesn't matter. If you don't, yeah, it's okay. Like I don't think I don't think everyone has to care. I I don't think everyone should never care. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I think I don't think everyone has to care at every stage of life. Sometimes, mm-hmm. and even when you're older, you might just get to a, have a year. I know someone who was like in his thirties and was just like, you know what, this year I'm gonna do me. Yeah, yeah. why not? <laughs> some Why's people just go heavy on saving. Some years it's just. You're allowed to decide. Yeah, you you're are. actually allowed to decide. That's yeah. really good. So, in terms of money, what do you think is the most important thing we should understand about it? Most, like one most important. Yeah, thing. that we should just understand how not necessarily how to make money, mm. but understand it in general for it to work. Mm. I think, and I know this can be quite triggering. I think a lot of people think of their money. Can I choose two? Yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the first one will be like understanding your money stories. So kind of like with the healing stuff we were talking about earlier, yeah. there's a lot of stories we have about money and that is just such a massive part of what your financial situation looks like. Again, not the only part. Yeah. Absolutely not the only part. And this is probably going to apply more to people in countries where there's more room for mm. moving around and moving out of the way you were born. That doesn't mean it's easy. That doesn't mean it's whatever. But there's more room that compared to some people that have like no access to internet, for example. Yeah. So mon- knowing your money stories is very, very important. I think especially as like black women, especially as like children of immigrant parents or if you're an immigrant yourself, where we have... We're coming from survival. Yeah, a lot of us are coming from survival. So no, let me not generalize. Um, and that is gonna really filter in. When I tell you, I, it's not really the same for me now because I'm not like in a traditional job. But mm-hmm. the idea of asking for a raise makes yes. me feel sick. Yeah, it's a very normal part yeah. of working. And I'm just like, but the way I was brought up to almost like be grateful for what I was given, yeah. and it's almost like everything that I have in the country is like a blessing kind of mindset. Like. Mm-hmm. I even owe them. Mm, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I shouldn't even be asking for this, like giving them some exactly. of it back or something. Yeah. And that mindset, like these money stories, but like I said earlier, even if it's still in my head, I can just choose a different thing and be like, no, we are. I don't choose, you know, something like that. Literally, yeah, but after that raise, yeah. Literally, yeah. I think that is a a really, really important one. Oh, what's I going to say? <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> no, it will come back. Yeah. <laughs> what was I gonna say? I thought it was something to do with like making money stories. No, it's cool. It'll come back. <laughs> It'll come back. Don't worry. So, on the topic of money, one thing that you discuss about is high interest saving accounts. Mm. And to me, I've always 
I'm an extreme saver, and mm. once again, that's come from. I remember. Oh, right. <laughs> Go ahead. Sorry, sorry. So for the, oh, we can cut with that. Yeah, yeah, we cut out for the okay. second part. <laughs> for the second one, I think having not looking at money as the goal if it, when it comes to making oh, money, yeah. But looking at like how can you give more value, and again, I think that's one of those like fluffy things that you hear a lot. But when you think from that perspective, like how can I serve? better in whatever it is I'm doing and what does the world value most rather than trying to fight the market so you know when you hear things like and again it's gonna be so triggering because I I understand why how frustrating it can be my mum was a nurse and she was so hard working and people would be like why do footballers get paid more than the NHS how much do you pay for season tickets yeah (laughs) and how much do you pay for your health yeah what do you expect? It's yeah. just what the world values more. The world values entertainment. entertainment. More. The world values influencers more. The world values consumerism more than their health. Yeah. Of the market. Yeah, you can't. The world, people say, oh, how can a TikTok star get... Well, that's oh, what you listen to. You to turn, your, turn your phone portrait. <laughs> exactly. yeah. We can't fight it. Yeah. Like, just... And I won't say just do things because that's what's making... that what That's what makes money. But I think there's so many ways of making money there's going to be one that aligns with you rather than getting caught up in the the vehicle that you thought was going to make the most sense and you realize that hold on the world doesn't even value this at the same yeah. way like I think the way that it was explained to me that just opened my eyes so much someone called Myron Golden he's a Christian and he speaks about like biblical principles of wealth and he spoke about how like the lowest level of value it, there's four levels of value sorry in the world mm-hmm. when it comes to making money and it's implementation to the doers mm-hmm. uh unification so people that manage the doers Mm -hmm. communication so people that can like speakers artists like people that can communicate something that wasn't kind of for value yeah communicate a message or something and then imagination so inventors Mm. and it's like most of us are taught to be doers and it's like if the world can only value that because at a certain amount because it's going to be traded for your time whereas the other ones can be multiplied so it's just it's just the way the world works and it's like rather than fighting it work your way up the ladder yeah because you might start as a doer and that can give you the skills you can always try to be a manager yeah you can yeah. And then as you become a manager so content creation would be something on the communication level which is why you see people making content make so much money um and you might think that's unfair but it's just the world values good communicators mm-hmm. better than they do implement implemented because that is a commodity like you can outsource that you can yeah get, you it's a lot more replaceable yeah it's harder to replace imagination oh definitely hard to re- replace even a good communicator yeah. being able to speak it's not easy being on camera is a it's not easy it's, it's a skill it's set a skill. and even being a manager so it, but it just keeps getting easier and then implementers you can just train anyone straight out of uni mm-hmm. and then most of the time they can do it so yeah. it's just it's just the way the world works yeah. and we can fight it we can yeah. join it it's true. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, don't join the Yeah, don't. I wouldn't suggest joining that. <laughs> You'll be getting that ninety p. No, bro. <laughs> don't join that. <laughs> no, you don't want to be doing that. Um, you talk a lot about high interest savings yeah. account, and like I was saying, I am I'm somebody that's an, I'm an extreme saver. Okay, that's but good. I never. It came from a scarcity mindset. Okay. It was coming from a place where, like, oh my gosh, I need to save this because I'm not gonna have it. Mm. Um, so that's where it's coming from, and I've realized that was not the like, most healthy thing to do. Mm. But in terms of high interest savings account, I don't think I was saving my money in a high interest savings account. So I know what it is, but mm. to the viewers and the women out there, what is a high interest savings account? And what is the benefits of 
actually saving in one yeah than a regular saver account yeah so a high interest savings account is just like any savings account that has an interest rate that is higher than the average Mm -hmm. and interest is just like the money the bank gives you on top of whatever you leave in there. And every bank will have their own rules as to whether they pay that monthly or yearly. And some banks might make it so that you have to leave your money locked for a certain period of time. But yeah. I think for people that just have like a emergency fund of some sort, if you can find an easy access high yield savings account, the money is just going to be sitting there anyway. Just go collect your 5% on top. Yeah. Because if the money's just sitting there year over year, compounding is like one of the... Thing, yeah it's one of the things in in building wealth that even as a habit starting to think from a compound perspective is just gonna serve you so well in the future so even though it might sound like okay I'm only getting 30 pound extra on what I'm saving the it idea builds. that it, it does build yeah. and the idea that you're thinking from a perspective of how can I just have my money working for me that is just a great thing I don't think you should keep all the money that you save in it high your savings account because most of the time it's still less than inflation so it's still like losing value over time but you need to have an emergency fund that you can access at any time. And so I think you might as well collect interest yeah. on it. Yeah. Not, yeah. yeah. So in what ways have you invested financially for your future in terms of, have you invested in like NFTs? Is that, is that what they're called? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I was making that up. Or um, yeah, like what investments have you made? Whereas like, you know, you can't see the money now, but in the future you will definitely... Yeah, so I did have my little crypto phase. Oh, okay. And I withdrew. Yeah. <laughs> when I think you don't know if you remember the time when people were everybody was jumping on it. Yeah. Literally, things were going up by like a hundred, hundred x. Yeah. No joke. But what I realized, in and this is a lesson I'm gonna learn for like I'm gonna keep with me for life when it comes to my approach to money, is someone said um someone called Alex Mosey, He said something like any belief you have, ask yourself, what is the net outcome of believing that thing? Hmm. So every time it serves you, minus every time it doesn't serve you, is that, are it's you going to be left over. with a positive or negative result? So investing in something that you don't understand, it might work this time, but if you keep doing that, the net outcome of that is probably going to be negative. And yeah. I do not understand crypto. Yeah. I had a friend who didn't understand crypto, but he had a mentor that understood crypto. So I was listening to my friend who was listening to his mentor. So, and that's how I was investing. Chinese business. Yeah, literally, literally. And I was like, is, what is the net outcome of doing that? Yeah. Because I don't know that person personally. I don't even know my friend's goals per se. I just heard, a hundred what? Yeah. <laughs> Tell me where to transfer and how to transfer. And I, yeah. and I was literally just, every day would be like, get this coin, get this coin. I said, mm. what, drop anything. <laughs> COVID was a messy time. Yeah. Like, I, I was going for a breakup. This is what I was doing. <laughs> Self-development and crypto. Yeah. <laughs> mess oh, but yeah mess. it was just like but I just realized like, what is the net outcome of doing that not great so I just stay away yeah. from things I do not understand very simple now all I have is stocks and shares I sell good yeah and I invest in myself and learning and oh investing in yourself is like the best it's it, and I know I know it sounds so uh, like intangible but I cannot stress the amount everything the business content everything like contracting now has come as a result of me investing in myself. Like my earnings take home have gone up so much just because of what I've invested in myself. And it's not as direct and straightforward. Like I can't tell you the interest, the Mm. interest rate you'll get. I can't say the ROI exactly it would be, but 
you're the only person who has to wake up every day and live your life. Like, exactly. you might as well make some money Invest. while you're doing it. Yeah, yeah. You, you might as <laughs> yeah. well. Yeah, so I think uh, investing in your earning potential, especially when you're younger. Yes. And you have, like, less risk. When you say that, do you mean, like, investing in learning high-income skills? Yes, especially, yeah. especially investing in learning a high-income skill. I did do other things that I think really helped. Like I said about having a life coach, I think... Mm, that I was uh, oh. getting coaches when 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 you have a good one anyway I, mm. I hear some people are just chatting nonsense yeah. like, everyone is everyone is making stuff up but sometimes the stuff works yeah, <laughs> yeah. but yeah my life coach was really something and that just changed the way I thought with everything wow. so pretty much everything about the way I show up mm-hmm. the the way I think the way I approach like just mastering my mind I'll say a good like 60 70 percent come from working with that life coach yeah it was so so impactful even like investing in a better gym made a massive massive difference yeah Yeah, made a massive difference or even if it was a gym like I know I used to go to a gym that wasn't even great it was overpriced but it was so close to my house yeah so I went a lot more often and that I'm doing right now I'm going to like a leisure center gym and I'm thinking (laughs) why am I in the changing room with like Little, you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, no, just, I get it's you. It's not, and I, I, I'm I went to my kids running around, and I'm just like, what am I doing here? But like, you go more consistently because it's next the road. Yeah, yeah. I just think that so. There's investments like that, but I think if you really just want to focus on like what absolutely, absolutely, like definitely is going to make more money, investing in a high learning, investing in learning a high income skill. Yeah, especially in today's day and age where the world is just becoming slowly but surely more switched on to the needs of these high income skills. Like skills. when I, when I talk to brands, like doing brand deals and stuff, and like, there's so much I just don't know about social media and content creation. And it's like, this in itself is a high income skill mm-hmm. that even these brands in massive budgets, they'll just quickly just outsource understanding it because they just don't even have the capacity. They don't have the capacity. Un- yeah, yeah. So you just need to be there like, Hey, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I got this. Yeah. And there are people with money that just don't even want to learn it. Trust me. Especially like, people that may be late in their careers, people that have businesses. So even if you're not working with a massive organization on a brand deal, like I said, when I used to freelance, sometimes these were kind of smaller yeah. organizations, but they just don't have the mental capacity to, to, to do, do these things or to think about these yeah. things. So just be there. Monetizing on your, like, your skills 100%, is definitely 100%. one way you can really invest in yourself and reap so much benefit. A hundred percent, yeah. So definitely. So you talk about having a business if I remember, was it Nubian Crown? Nubian Crown. Yeah, Nubian. yeah. So, in terms of the finances for the business, what are things that you had to learn? Did you already know about like taxes and accounting? No. How did you kind of navigate that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was a lot. That was like my least favorite thing about running a business till yeah. like till date. Like, oh gosh, no. Yeah, <laughs> I really didn't like it. I think understanding that it's a very different ball game business finances is not your personal finance. it's not your personal it's not about opening high it would save the account like <laughs> it's a lot more that goes into it especially when you open a like a and you register company. your business yeah, yeah yeah um which not everyone does not everyone has to but if you do it's going to come with a whole nother ball game yeah and you start if you get a certain amount you have to pay that and you have to pay and i was importing exporting there was all these other complications yeah. i was selling in different currencies Get an accountant. Yeah. So like, that's all I have to say. Get an accountant. Like, if you're not inclined that way, it's so... The attention to detail as well you need to have. Running a business comes with so many things that 
I can't imagine anyone that does runs a business. Normally, people run a business and start a business because they're passionate about the product. Yeah, passionate about the customers they're serving. I've never heard someone starting a business because they're passionate about the accounting. Yeah, <laughs> get, get the accounting. There, yeah, there's get so the many like different ways of it being even more affordable. Yeah, like, yeah, just just can't. yeah. There's like softwares now. Like yeah, and- yeah. So most accountants they they just put you on QuickBooks, so it doesn't even have to be like a yeah. crazy. Um, a crazy expense yeah yeah i'm 28 years old in a stable job earning good money but i can't seem to shake off this persistent feeling that i'm falling behind in life and i'm not where i'm meant to be it's like everyone around me friends family and even online is moving forward making money moves getting married or achieving big milestones but all of this seems far-fetched for me my career is stable earn a good amount of money but i just don't feel comfortable where i'm at in my personal life my friends are celebrating engagements weddings and buying houses this consistent comparison has become a heavy weight on my shoulders I find myself questioning every decision I've made like I'm on the right path like am I on the right path or should I have accomplished more by now the social pressure to control a predetermined timeline adds to my anxiety making me wonder if I can catch up I'm reaching out for advice as I'm always in my head. Oh, that's heavy. It's heavy, <laughs> but I feel, I feel it. Definitely, yeah. like, at 28 as well. I'm the same age. Mm. Um, and everyone's getting married. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I do see it. I do see it. Like, sometimes you get those feelings of, like, bro. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. What's going on? I think, like... I think, like, like, what we were saying is separating feelings to facts. Yeah. Like, like who says that... Who told you that there's a timeline? Exactly. Again, it's made up. It's made up. It's 100% Why, made up. Yeah, so I think... Just stab- like I think she's already established that it's a predetermined. Yeah, it's not like she kind of knows that it's what's happening. She knows that the yeah. comparison's there. She knows it's not healthy. But I guess it's kind of like on a day to day. How do you like, manage actively to get out of that headspace? Mm. I would say that as much as much as it is like not comparing yourself and not kind of getting attached to timelines that anyone's just made up. If there's anything in your control. To yeah. change things, change those things because you're very much allowed to want to get married. You're allowed to want to buy a house, but is there any rem- like removals, any healing that needs to be done in those spaces as to why you haven't got there? Yeah. Is there any environment you can go into? Are you settling in any way of your life that's yeah. stopping you from getting those things? So I think it's just getting to that realization that like what's in our control is in our control, yeah. and what's not is not. So if there is anything in your control, I would say that. Definitely. You can do that. Like, yeah, I, I realized a long time ago, I will never complain about my dating life because I don't leave my house. Yeah. So, <laughs> what, what can true. I say? Like, it's true. <laughs> like, if you never leave your house, how do you then expect to meet new people? Yeah. So what can you control? And what? how can you make, how can you make the situation better? And also, how can you reframe it in a more positive for, so the way I would say it is, all right, you've got some free time. How can I then better myself if there's room for that now that you've got this time because who's to say that you're never going to get married you've got this room time now how can you start making preparations for that i love that yeah with like the buying the house you said you've got a stable job how are you saying yeah exactly how is that stability in your favor Mm -hmm. this is probably a good time to start putting something in place to like doubling down your savings exactly yes like what is in your control yeah and work yeah that's what i would say really yeah no i like that yeah the second one is i feel like i can resonate with this one (laughs) (laughs) my dream job has become a bit of a bittersweet reality 
I've worked tirelessly as a black woman to climb the ranks and really prove myself. I find myself feeling stuck and overlooked for the significant opportunities I really want. Recently, I applied for more senior role, a position I feel ready for, only to be told I lack the necessary experience. Hmm, been there. <laughs> Even though I have evidently shown and done everything I needed to get this new role. Hmm. The twist is they've appointed a less experienced oh, white colleague. I knew that was coming. <laughs> I knew it. Oh, he hasn't oh. achieved or met half the targets I have. And to add to the frustration, I've been tasked with training her. It's disheartening to see someone with less experience promoted over me, especially when I've poured my efforts into this company. Despite the overwork and the sense of stagnation, is that a word? Yeah. Stagnation. Um, leaving this job isn't a straightforward decision. It's my dream job. After all, the thought of walking away from a position I've worked so hard for to attain is daunting. However, the blatant favoritism and feeling continually, I can't pronounce that word, feeling continually <laughs> overlooked, leave me questioning whether I should continue to invest my time and energy here. Should I leave knowing there's uncertainty as um, finding another job is really hard in this economy right now? Or do I endure the frustrations hoping for a change in the future? Leave. <laughs> you freaking leave. Do you know what? Yeah, I would say that, like, when it comes to leaving cold turkey, yeah, you have to kind of know yourself. Yeah, because <laughs> if you're well, saying this, that there's leave in this, yeah, leave yeah, yourself. If you're already saying like in this economy where there's no jobs, you're already you're already like putting yourself in that. Box, yeah, you're like, putting yourself yeah. in a mindset where it's like you're not really expecting greatness yeah. to come from it. And if that's where you're going to end up just being anxious and regretting yeah. it and thinking I made the wrong choice. And you don't even have the mental space to create a new reality and really put yourself out there if that's how you're thinking. So I, I would say, like, if you are going to quit, like, you have to kind of get into that mindset of, like, I'm going to make this, this work, like, no matter what. Like, when I quit my job, I remember saying to myself, like, no matter what, I will not suffer. I didn't care. Economy, people have been talking about this economy thing ah, for, for the last time. few years. <laughs> Everyone's been saying, economy not, will always be there. You know what I mean? It would always be bad. England. To go down. You can't remember that the culture of this country is to complain. People say, what's British culture? You know, yeah. complain. how can you have a culture of complaining? Yeah. But anything that's wrong is going to be advertised, publicised and widely spoken about. You just got to remember like, if it's not conducive with where you want to go, I really wouldn't dwell on it. And if yeah. you just genuinely believe it's a fact, then don't act. I would say not to act on, I would say not to leave. If you genuinely think the economy is that bad, mm. I would say just don't leave. Because yeah. I, the anxiety that comes after you leave your job, I think even if you have like a good mindset, it can be very, daunting. very, very daunting and very anxiety ridden. Be like, you're actually fending for yourself. Yeah. It can be scary. 100%. Yeah. So I can't imagine if I, how I felt, I can't imagine also feeling like the economy was yeah, stop me <laughs> it's a lot. I was really yeah. struggling yeah. mentally, and I still felt like the economy was. I wasn't involved. I, yeah. The economy is doing what the economy has been doing. It can go up. It can go down. It it, it, it will always it happen. Always yeah, happen. and I think just and the thing that really stood out with me, black women at work, oh. we need to that document is... everything. Oh, it's such a shame, yeah, but we have to like more than anyone else. We Sometimes I think to... I you have to go. With like GoPro. you have to prove that you've done the work. Percent because people will be like amnesia I don't remember. When it comes to you, honestly I don't remember this your one-to-one -one, you said 
like you said well done to this or you achieved this i don't remember saying literally that. it's That's how it is going to we actually like. have to document everything and when you document it put the proof in yeah 100 <laughs> and i think that like, even bringing that forward to like conversations when you're negotiating when you're appealing decisions it's such a shame it's such a shame that we have to be doing all of this investigator like private yeah. detective but it's just the reality as a yeah. in a lot of companies anyway some people don't have to have don't have to go through that but i would always just say that document because everything oh how can you be training someone that's, oh, that's, that's so rude. another topic but then you also need to realize to do they value you but that's mm. I'm sure in companies they do actually value actually value their employees. But in this situation, if you applied for a job, you've shown the experience, you've demonstrated you can do it, and then they give it to somebody that's less experienced and then tell you to train. Yeah. That's like a slap in the face that's to me. A slap in the face. Yeah, it I is. think just, if it's possible to just be looking for jobs while she's there, then do it. Yeah. And you should also think that there's no opportunities out there. Mm. Already tell yourself that there is and still apply. Exactly. And then, like I said, if you're meant to be in that place, mm-hmm. it would happen anyway. And you can just use this as an experience yeah. on the next role. And it kind of tells you, I don't like this about this job. Yeah. And I'm not going to have it for the next one. So, yeah, you know already. Yeah. Time. So, use it as like a learning curve. Yeah. Too. And definitely still apply. I wouldn't say stay because your mental health, mm. but stay but apply at the same yeah, time no, 100%. Don't if stay you have to the, stay for a long term if you yeah. have like savings and you know that you will be fine then yeah maybe yeah. you can be fine exactly but one of my favorite quotes is let life tell you no yeah. rather than preempting a no like we've let just life. cut the dot yeah <laughs> let life tell you <laughs> there's no job let the economy really exactly. tell you there's no jobs yeah let, let, let the, the facts tell you let the facts tell, tell you yeah not that i remember when i started contracts and people were like oh yeah the contract market is so bad Two weeks, yeah. I got one. Yeah. I was just like, I'm I'm not involved. I'm yeah. involved in the economy. Yeah. <laughs> hey, leave me alone. <laughs> Literally. Your own. Go away. Literally. Yeah. yeah it's, um, yeah. Crazy. The moral today, everyone's making things up. <laughs> Literally. And that's to sum it up. Everybody's <laughs> making things up and you just decide your own story and Literally. make things up for yourself. Make your own narrative. Exactly. Literally. Make up your own narrative. Yeah, honestly. Yeah. yeah. But that's the end. <laughs> Thank you for so much. I Thank feel like you've dropped me. so much gems. I've I've definitely learned so much, and there's so much I'm gonna take from this. And I know there's a lot of like black women out there that's gonna take a lot from this too. Yeah, so thank you for sharing, and I hope we can also work together again more in the future 100%. because. There's so much value in you and everything that you do. So thank, thank you, you so much. You're so like, easy to talk to as well. Oh, thank like, you. You're doing a great job at this hosting. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I'll try it.